podcasting predictions, fears, and hopes for 2016. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 250. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. You have probably heard plenty of predictions about podcasting in 2016 already. And I initially set out to share my own predictions before I saw that everyone else was also doing their own predictions. And then I realized, no, I have my own predictions and I want to share that. I want to share my message. That's what you can do in a podcast. But then I asked my email subscribers what their predictions, fears, and hopes for podcasting in 2016 are. And I got such great feedback. I decided I want to focus more on your predictions, fears, and hopes in podcasting than my own. I do have a prediction, a hope, and a fear, and I'll share one of those for each of these particular points I'll be discussing. But I want to focus primarily on what you think will be happening in podcasting in 2016. And if you would like to follow along in the show notes or share your thoughts and your own predictions, fears, and hopes, please comment at theaudacitypodcast.com slash predictions 2016. First, let's start with the actual predictions, what we expect will happen in the upcoming year for podcasting. Biggest prediction here, large companies will get into podcasting. As David LaFerre said from the Unwritable Rant podcast, quote, large media companies like Time Warner, Disney, etc. will get into creating and possibly monetizing content and creating networks, unquote. I think that is certainly true. We've already seen Disney get into podcasting through official podcasts for some of their TV shows, and they've had big success with that. Sometimes it seems like they don't give it enough time to really grow, but I know that the fans really like hearing official podcasts from ABC or from other Disney properties. I think that Disney will probably get into it in an even bigger way, and so will many other big companies. Seth Ressler, who works with many commercial radio stations and is in that industry deeply and sees the influence of podcasting and radio and back and forth. Seth said, quote, this will be the year commercial radio embraces podcasting, unquote. I would certainly hope so. And I do think that is a great prediction. I wonder how will that look with commercial radio embracing podcasting? Because I think it means more than simply republishing live radio content as a podcast. But some of the best radio stations, and there are a few doing this out there, is where they let the hosts create their own unique content to go out as a podcast. So they're creating extra content that people can get, as well as listen to the radio or perhaps subscribe and get the regular radio show. Max Flight from Airplane Geeks sent several predictions along connected with this thought of big companies getting into podcasting. Max said, quote, More and more broadcast professionals moving into podcasting. Big media companies, broadcast and otherwise, taking steps to establish themselves in the podcasting space. And advertising companies changing their models to work with podcasts, like dynamic ad insertion in streaming episodes. Max continues to say, 
some people may have misunderstood me and assumed that I mean that podcasters must change. No, my real message is that podcasters need to introspectively evaluate their work and decide if the changing landscape means they need to change. For some, yes. For many, no. Unquote. Max, amen. Preach it, brother. All of that great stuff. I totally agree. We don't have to change, but we do have to evaluate and decide if we need to change. Max continues, quote, As a result of this infusion of professional interests, audience expectations of production values will increase. The bar will rise and the listenership of, quote, amateur, unquote, podcasts will drop. Amateur means two guys in their basement talking about, quote, whatever, unquote, and unquote, again. Thank you, Max, for the great feedback. I think this is true that we've seen productions like Serial and Startup and Reply All and The Mystery Show and these NPR-style podcasts getting into the space with very high production values. But they are certainly not the first podcasts with very high production values. There have been many other podcasts that have been dramatizations or complete audio dramas with great scripting and actual cast of true actors, not simply podcasters pretending to act, but true actors participating in a podcast and doing some great audio dramas and other great work. And high production value has been there since the beginning. But I know that podcasting kind of got its attention because it was very grassroots, very pirate radio sort of like, and much of that came with lower production values. I don't think that it means we have to all go out and buy $1,000 microphones and such, but it does mean that maybe we need to tighten up the editing a little. Maybe we remove some of the mistakes that we make while we're podcasting or focus more on improving our presentation. That's what I want to really help podcasters in podcaster society do is improve the content we're putting out there and not have to rely so much on production. And I think that production values do encompass a large amount of the podcast, not only how you edit it, but also how do you approach your content? How do you prepare and present your content? And that will matter to the consumers. And that goes into the next prediction from Douglas Bronner, host of Praying with the Eyes podcast. He said, quote, in 2016, I believe that podcast listeners will be more discerning about what they listen to. They will not put up with fluff. They will call their podcast subscriptions to those that add value to their work, faith, family, and leisure life. More podcasters will quit than begin new podcasts. The rich will get richer and the poor will get poorer in terms of how many people listen to their podcast, unquote. I do think consumers will be more discerning as well as maybe more experimental. I hear many people say, oh yeah, I listen to podcasts and I ask them what podcasts they listen to and they essentially list off the NPR podcasts. And while those are, yes, true podcasts in every sense of the definition of the word podcast, they're not the podcasts that have really shaped the podcasting industry. I would love to see podcast consumers look beyond the world of NPR. And I think that will happen. And perhaps the consumers will start to recognize that they don't want the high production shows. They want the more niche content that's far more relevant to them. There will always be those big production shows, but podcasters may not enjoy those. For example, I myself 
am giving Serial a second chance here with the second season. I did not enjoy the first season of Serial. I didn't make it all the way through. While listening to the second season of Serial, I just finished one of the episodes, and it was okay, and I'm connecting a little bit more with the second season of Serial. But I was completely out of podcasts to listen to on my app. And I subscribe to a lot of podcasts. So for me to catch up is a big thing. But then I felt this big void. So I wanted to go out and find some other podcasts to listen to. So I started subscribing to some of the podcasts from the members of Podcaster Society. And I enjoyed their podcasts more than I enjoyed Serial. I think consumers, yes, will be more discerning and discerning not only in production quality, but relevance to them. Going in line with a prediction I made for the future of podcasting in my keynote at Podcast Midwest 2015, Max Flight sent this in saying, quote, motivated by ad agencies, industry-wide measures of listenership will emerge. Consistency of measurement will be more important than absolute accuracy, same as we now have in print media, TV, slash cable, and radio, unquote. I do think there will be standards that will emerge in how we measure things, There are several organizations right now trying to work toward those standards and what they mean for advertisers and broadcasters and what they mean for people who are coming from a radio side where they're concerned with impressions and what it means for podcasters who are concerned with downloads and how can we really track listenership with the kinds of tools that are available and what people are using to consume podcasts. There will be standards that will emerge. I think Both sides will be disappointed in certain things, but both sides will get more information and more accurate information, and I think it can only help the podcasting industry. And looking at the negative side of this slightly, some podcasts and companies will probably die in 2016. We do see companies open and close all the time, and some companies will grow in 2016, while I think others will probably crash. David LaFerre from the Unwritable Rant podcast said, quote, SoundCloud will either go under or be sold to a private investment firm and retooled. Either way, not viable for podcasters. No surprise. Unquote. I agree. I think SoundCloud will probably die before FeedBurner. I've predicted the death of FeedBurner for a couple of years, and I've given up on predicting that because FeedBurner has been updated, and I would not be surprised if Google maintains FeedBurner and even updates it further, especially now that Google is getting into podcasts again with Google Play Music Store and how that will include podcasts soon. So I don't expect the death of FeedBurner anytime soon, but SoundCloud, yes, I do expect the death of SoundCloud probably this year. And please, if you're hosting your podcast on SoundCloud, get off. Host your podcast primarily somewhere else. And if you have money to waste, then you could host on SoundCloud. But it's it's just not a good option for podcasters. I'm sorry, but most of what people think is great about SoundCloud doesn't really matter to podcasters. SoundCloud is good for music, but not good for podcasters. Going along with this, Sherry from Creation Science for Kids said, quote, I expect to see more pod fades as those of us who started on the wave of late 2014 consider keeping up the kind of work podcasting is indefinitely without the kinds of returns some thought we would get. And she adds, not me. I knew this was a long and slow process and invaluable for my kids' education long term, unquote. I agree. We saw this big surge in interest in podcasting around the 2014 time, 
with a lot of people thinking, oh, I can get into podcasting as a major marketing aspect for my business, or I could make all of this money from podcasting, or I could grow my business from podcasting. And I think a lot of focus placed in the wrong areas and a lot of formulas invented or attempted to be followed. And now, a little more than a year later, we might start seeing some of these people crash and decide podcasting isn't worth it. We'll probably see a new wave of articles saying things like podcasting is dead or podcasting isn't profitable or that kind of stuff. That's going to happen every year. But I think in particular, like Sherry said, this year we'll probably see even more of those pod fades as people decide it's just too much work. Another prediction comes from Max Flight saying the Lipson slash Blueberry media hosting dominance will come under attack from new competitors, most likely new entrant, Google, who, by the way, will use their voice recognition technology to index spoken word recordings, unquote. I would love to see competition, and Libsyn and Blueberry certainly do have competition in the podcast media hosting space, but they don't have very good competition. Spreaker, I think, is the most improved competitor to Libsyn and Blueberry, to the point that now I feel pretty comfortable recommending Spreaker as an alternative to Libsyn and Blueberry, depending on what your specific needs are. And by the way, if you want to sign up for Libsyn, Blueberry, or Spreaker, use my promo code NOODLE and you get your first month for completely free from any one of their plans. So that allows you to try it out or upload a bunch of your stuff when you start out. That's for Libsyn, Blueberry, or Spreaker. Use promo code NOODLE for a free month. Competition is a good thing. And when there's competition, it can drive prices down, it can drive features up. There are certain aspects of my business that are becoming more competitive and where I'm working to improve what I offer because of competition, not because I'm trying to beat the competitor, but because I'm inspired to do something better by the fact that there's more competition in certain areas. Another prediction comes from John Richardson, host of Starfleet Comms podcast, He said, quote, I predict an increase in podcasting within the United Kingdom. Most of this will be due to the increased availability of equipment and hosting solutions, but also a net result of the I can do that effect as audiences grow. There will also be an increase in the area of comedy podcasts, largely due to the relaxation of copyright controls regarding parody that has stifled this area for some time, unquote. I love this perspective from someone in the United Kingdom. See, we know about copyright laws and fair use and that kind of thing here in the United States and what we are and aren't allowed to do generally. We know that. But that's not the same for other countries, especially like the United Kingdom. But now that the United Kingdom is relaxing some of those copyright controls regarding parody, yes, I think we could see more comedy podcasts come out of the United Kingdom. I think podcasts coming from all over the world. There are many podcasters in separate countries with massive audiences Because they have content that are not only in the culture of that country, but they're also in the language of that country. There are, I think, mostly English podcasts out there. But the podcasts that are in different languages could really dominate because there are so few podcasts in the other languages that when a podcast starts in another language, it could be one of very, very few in that language and a great option for people from certain countries or cultures or languages to subscribe to. Another prediction is that consumption will shift from standalone apps to what we could call seamless experiences. 
Max Flight from Airplane Geeks said, quote, the utility of podcast-specific apps will fade. Podcast subscriptions per listener will increase, and nobody wants a dozen different interfaces. Integrated podcast listening technologies will improve and offer a continuous listening experience regardless of device, vehicle, and location, unquote. This is something else that I predicted as the future of podcasting is that the technology won't really matter. It won't matter so much to the podcaster, but it especially won't matter much to the podcast consumer. And we see things going in that direction. I think we're still a little ways away from it. And certainly things like the dashboard experience in cars are years away for many people because many people choose to buy used cars. And some of that technology hasn't trickled down yet into the used car market, or at least not very far into it yet, let alone trickled into all of the new cars that are coming out. But I think we are going in that direction where it will be a very seamless experience. Yes, standalone podcast apps are a great way to help you grow your audience and make it easier for people to subscribe to your podcast. But what happens when that's no longer the case? When it is very easy for someone on an Android device to subscribe to a podcast because you can then tell them, oh yeah, just search the Google Play Store for my podcast and you'll find it. And they can subscribe and not have to worry about installing an app, not even installing your app or finding a podcast app, but maybe their device already having the podcast app installed on it or something that can understand podcasts. I think that would be a great move and it is a great prediction. My own prediction for what's going to happen in podcasting in 2016 is that podcast awareness will increase more than usual. Since the creation of podcasting in 2004, we have seen steady growth in awareness and consumption of podcasts. Podcasts like Serial increased awareness a little bit. That's like one of the big bombs in podcasting that's drilling down the mountain to the the bunker underneath. And we, with our independent podcasts, are there with shovels. We all are taking part in increasing the awareness of podcasts. But I think in 2016, we'll see a larger jump than previous years because of all of this attention that's being put on podcasts and podcast consumption. I think many of the big companies, when they come into podcasting, that will bring more attention So much that this convergence of energy and focus will result in a greater jump. I'm not talking about like a one or two percent jump, but I think maybe a five to ten percent jump in podcast awareness and consumption in 2016. Those are the predictions for podcasting in 2016. And I'd love your thoughts on these predictions and your own predictions for podcasting in 2016. So please comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash predictions 2016. Next, fears. I know a lot of people are talking about what they predict will happen in podcasting. And it's nice to say, yeah, I was right and all of that stuff. But at the same time, I think we need to be real with ourselves and honest with each other about What do we fear could happen to podcasting in 2016? Sherry from Creation Science for Kids said, quote, there's always the chance the government will decide to become a major big brother, in which case my whole online ministry vanishes overnight, unquote. I think, yes, especially for those in the religious sector where religious people 
have opinions and beliefs that are contrary to some very vocal people out there. And the government could get in, the FCC, I don't know. Right now, podcasting is very independent. But this could be a fear that the government or FCC or internet companies or anybody like that with influence and authority could come in and start imposing regulations on certain things. You have to realize that all of these podcasting technologies we rely on, like podcasting apps and directories, are owned by different companies. They're not owned by the people. So literally, overnight, things could change if, for example, Apple decided, oh, you can no longer have a podcast about that particular topic, or your podcast can no longer have this particular word, or we're going to decide that any podcast that focuses on Apple products will be removed from the iTunes store. Apple could decide that overnight. And yes, we can cry and scream about it and complain and say, oh, what about freedom of speech? But realize they own iTunes and they can do whatever they want with it. We are really at the mercy of private companies, not the government. But the government could still jump in and that could be a big fear if they impose new regulations on podcasting, which could happen in 2016. I don't think it will but it is a legitimate fear. John Richardson from Starfleet Comms podcast suggested that professional talent will perhaps diminish in 2016. He said, quote, I think we're right at the cusp of something new in the media industry. In my opinion, some commercial radio stations are suffering a lack of creative investment. Many are being bought up, rebranded, watered down, and used as advertising cash cows. The personality of these stations is slowly being eroded and the content is largely the same with some very notable exceptions in the United Kingdom and of those exceptions I count the BBC stations that are funded differently. My hope is that we as podcasters take that fear and turn it into an opportunity to make original and creative content. The fear is we don't take advantage of this quickly and effectively enough. Unquote. That... I think, yeah, is bad. It's an opportunity for podcasters to think, yes, radio is getting horrible and podcasts have this opportunity to grow. But a lot of people do still listen to radio. Yes, technology for radio may change and such. But there's a lot of good talent on the radio that has been diminished. It's been marginalized. It's been shushed. All kinds of things. And many of these people are not turning to podcasting, but they're leaving the industry. I think at one point they will turn to podcasting and find their voice there and be able to thrive. But we do want radio to still succeed. The reason for that is radio is audio content. And as long as people continue to enjoy audio content, then they can continue to enjoy podcasts as well or discover podcasts at some point. One of my fears for podcasting in 2016 is that highly acclaimed podcasters and companies will burn out. I think that we've had a lot of hustling over the last couple years and and maybe even calling it over hustling and it will yield a lot of burnout in the coming year. It could be from major networks. It could be from these quote overnight unquote successes. It could be from big companies that overvalued or overspent in the podcasting industry And we could see some burnout. And it may surprise us where we see that burnout. It could be Gimlet. It could be NPR, This American Life. It could be 
uh, any of these major companies that have been getting into podcasting and way overspending in podcasting or overestimating their successes. Now, companies like Gimlet have had more success than they anticipated. And Serial, they way underestimated the success they would have with the Serial podcast. But at what point will we hit a ceiling and maybe start burning out? I think we'll see some of that in 2016 from these big companies. I'm not hoping for it. I don't want it to happen. But I think it could happen in 2016. But let's finish out on a positive note with some podcasting hopes for 2016. These are, aside from the expectations, what we think will happen. And these are not the fears, what we hope does not happen. This is what we do hope will happen in this upcoming year for podcasting, even though we may not be willing to predict it or put our names out there to say, yes, this will happen, or I think this will happen. But it's just, what would we like to see happen? Douglas Bronner from Praying with the Eyes podcast said, I hope that the listeners in 2016 will be discerning of content and that there will be more dialogue between podcasters and listeners. Sherry from Creation Science for Kids said, I hope to see easier ways to search for podcasts by niche, not just keywords. A way to weed out the pod-faded shows when I search by topic would be wonderful too. It's not fun being beaten out by shows that uploaded last in 2009. Total subscriptions. That's the key, really. Total subscriptions. You gotta get your total subscriptions up in order to outrank those older podcasts. I do think that podcast searching will be easier, and some of that might be automated things with tools starting to index audio in maybe clunky ways, but at least getting the general gist of the content. I think that we'll see more and more websites emerge that will be niche directories of podcasts. Like there's She Podcasts, which among many things that She Podcasts, Jess and Elsie do over there, they have a directory of podcasts from and for women. It's a great niche directory. Or recently I added this to podcastplaces.com, kiwipodcast.com, which is a list of podcasts from and about New Zealand. And there's marketingpodcast.com. It's a directory of podcasts focused on marketing. And I try to maintain a directory of podcasts about the TV show Once Upon a Time. And there will be other things like that emerging. Niche directories where you find that site and you get to find all of the other podcasts that fit that particular niche you're interested in. And these directories of other podcasts then just need to work on their search engine optimization a bit more to be found by these things. Maybe we'll have a clean comedy podcast directory. We used to have a clean podcast directory, but that's uh, since diminished. But I think this is a great hope that I would almost say would be a prediction that podcast searching will become easier in 2016. John Richardson from Starfleet Comms said, I hope that the value of podcasts is realized. By that, I mean that while it's a popular medium, it could be much more mainstream. I think that Google Play getting involved with podcasts will help with this as they'll offer the much needed, quote, one-stop shop, unquote, mainstream alternatives to the iTunes ecosystem. However, I recognize this is not the only requirement to boost audiences in general. Quality, or lack thereof, can turn off audiences, and I hope that we all find a way to continue to improve our podcast quality overall. Yes, and that's what Podcaster Society is for podcastersociety.com. It reopens for registration very soon. I can't promise a specific date, but soon, podcastersociety.com. 
Sherry from Creation Science for Kids said, I hope for a cheap way to get my own app on Android would be awesome. I agree. Mobile apps, standalone apps, would be great if they could be more affordable to have developed. Right now, the costs are going down, the features are going up, but they are still quite expensive for the independent podcaster who might not be monetizing their podcast or monetizing it very much. David LaFerre from the Unwritable Rant podcast said, more podcast hosting firms enter the space to drive innovation and create more competition to reduce costs. That's a great hope. I think bandwidth costs rise and fall. Sometimes we see them fall, and that's great. Sometimes we see them rise. That's not so great. I think we've seen more rising costs in bandwidth, but at some point, I would hope that the bandwidth issues can be figured out. The tubes can be unclogged and the media hosting expenses can come down, if nothing else, become more competitive. David LaFerre also shared this hope. Audio companies creating partnerships, or done through innovation, to offer a professional-grade podcast console that will create, capture, track, and mix all the various inputs for podcasting. Auto-ingest various input sources like XLR, USB, Skype, AudioBridge, other computer sources, etc., and reduce the tech footprint. Oh boy, would I love to see something that makes the tech more friendly so people can focus less on the tech and more on the message. What I hope for in the podcasting industry for 2016 is that more independent podcasters should be recognized. Audience size is only one aspect of measuring a podcast success. And I think right now, a lot of major blogs and agencies and companies tend to focus on the most popular podcasts with the largest audiences when they come out with their list of top 10 podcasts of such and such year, top 10 podcasts for this kind of thing. And there is some connection there that a really good podcast will most likely have a larger audience, but audience size is only one aspect of measuring that. I think influence is really the better measurement. You can have a greater influence on 200 people than a podcast with 200,000 people could have on those same 200 people. I think that in 2016, it would be great if these companies would stop focusing on the big names, the NPRs, the Gimlets, the, that kind of the stuff where the podcaster is making thousands of dollars per episode or per month or whatever, and focus on the individual, the independent podcasts out there who have great production values and have great influence to a small niche of people. That's what I wanted to see. How about seeing articles from The Guardian or from CNN or something to say like best podcasts for your micro niche, something like that. Let's focus on the little guys more because the little guys, I know the little guys sometimes get to become big guys and that's certainly something they deserve because they've worked very hard for that and they've hit on a great idea. There are all kinds of reasons for that happening, but let's look at the little guy before they become the big guy. I want to see more independent podcasters be recognized in 2016. These are my and your predictions, fears, and hopes for podcasting in 2016. What would you like to add to this list? Please comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash predictions 2016. 
One of the things I'm really excited about that's coming up very soon in January 2016 is on Thursday, January 28th, I'll be having a webinar with The Real Brian from ProfitCast. And this is a live free webinar. We'll be talking about what podcasting profit is and how you can get it. It's not going to be only about the money. Spoiler alert, by the way. I would love to see you in that. It's a free webinar. This is for Podcaster Society, but it is open to the public and it will be available for replay only for a limited time. After that, it becomes exclusive to members of Podcaster Society, but you can register and attend this free webinar. It will be on Thursday, January 28th, 2016. To register, go to podcastersociety.com slash webinar. I'd love to see you there and register for it, share it out with your friends, tweet it out, share it on Facebook and such. I'd love to see you there. And I think this will be a great conversation as I know many people have a goal in 2016 to profit more from their podcast. And we're going to talk about what profit really is and how you can get it with your podcast. That's in our free webinar. Go to podcasterssociety.com slash webinar to register. Or the link is in the show notes for this episode, number 250, at theaudacitypodcast.com slash predictions2016. I am in CES 2016 at the time of the release of this podcast, and I'll be releasing several videos and live coverage from CES 2016. I'd love for you to watch that. You can go either to tpn.tv or subscribe to my video channels on iTunes or YouTube to watch the videos that I'll be sharing from CES 2016. There are some really cool things, innovative ideas and technologies coming out, and I'm excited to cover that and share it with you. All of those links are available on the website at theaudacitypodcast.com. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitypodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.